Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? This is Biddy from DGB. I'm here to put y'all up on game about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a quick rundown. Now, basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Now, here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. So no matter what your setup is, you can start creating today. That means you can't make no excuses about you got to go on Amazon, get this microphone, get this certain camera. I need this and that. No, you can go right on Anchor, record today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify and any other places where you uh, listen to podcasts. Um, You can do that with a single tap. It's easy. Just record, click. Anchor is also the only place where you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. Now, with Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. All you got to do is go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what's your excuse, man? Get started. Like, now. Yes, sir. Party in the building. Jumping off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. You already know what time it is. We could run away, baby. Yeah. It's me and you. All you gotta do is pick a place, baby. Yeah. All right. So we got Prince Party off the porch with us today, man. How you yes, feeling, sir. bro? Oh, man, I'm happy to be here, man. Atlanta's always a good time. Appreciate y'all having me. I'm just uh, vibing out, you know, enjoying music and things like that. Okay. smoke. Yeah, man. Uh, how often you be coming down here to Atlanta now? Um... A lot, honestly. Um, usually it's like every two weeks or something of that nature, but um, as of lately, I've been more stationary in Milwaukee, but I usually come out here a lot um, to record and things like that. My label, there are studios here, so okay. for the most part, I record primarily out here now. Yeah. How do you like the vibes here in Atlanta compared to back at home? Um, Milwaukee's home, so you know, it's cool. Uh, I prefer to be in Atlanta most of the time just because like during the winter, it's way more different weather. Um, and then, um, or way different, I should say, but um, Atlanta's more music um, driven, I guess. Like back home, there's not like a lot of opportunities, I feel personally, um, just as far as like, you know, studios or venues or, you know, out here you can bump into a producer or an engineer or a clothing designer. Back home, you kind of have to be downtown or somewhere like that to bump into those people. So I just feel like it's a brighter and wider opportunity out here as opposed to back home. But I definitely like Milwaukee more than Atlanta just because I'm <laughs> from there. But music-wise, I feel like it's more beneficial to be out here. So Yeah, I feel that, man. Yeah, so talk to us about life in Milwaukee, man. What, what's, what's going on out there? Oh, bad. Uh, my family's there. Cousin uh, Banger, they're from there. Um, so, you know, got all my family there. My, my son's there, London Brown. 
Um, all my homies out there. Um, shit, Milwaukee's what made me want to start doing music. Okay. You know what I mean, um, for, at a young age. But um, it, it, it's wild out there, man, for the most part. You know, niggas be doing their thing out there. But aside from the weather, it's a vibe. Yeah. You stay out the way, it's a vibe. Yeah, the few people I've had from Milwaukee that sat on here say, man, it's a rough place to live. Yeah, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm using digression, man. It's, <laughs> it's very dangerous down there, boy. But, you know, you got to just, I feel like everywhere is dangerous in its own way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you just got to know where you are and what you're doing. A lot of the things, niggas be goofy. You know what I'm saying? So, but i just be on the up and up while I'm there. I'll be out the way. Yeah. I got a son, so. Okay. At what age would you say you jumped off the porch? As far as? Just life in general. You know, just getting outside of the house, man. Man, as a kid, I was always in the streets as a little nigga, bro. Like, just not like, you know what I'm saying, I'm not negative per se, but just like out there with my homies and whatnot. I never really went in the crib till like 1 a.m. And then when I would go over to my cuz crib, we were out there, like, for sure, for sure, hooping and just being out there, seeing things and, you know, trying to take it all in and growing, shit like that. But I'd say, like, an age, probably, like, by, like, 10, niggas was comfortable just, like, going out and not needing moms or none of that around. Because, like, my little brother, he always looked up to me, so, like, whatever I did, you know what I'm saying, he would try and do. So I never did nothing too crazy, at least around him, but... Niggas was out here at a young age. You kind of have to be in Milwaukee, though. You got to kind of, like, know what's going on. And then my dad and them, they always had clubs and things of that nature. So I was around that. So you kind of got to not grow up fast, but you kind of are introduced to certain narratives and subject matter. So little nigga, I started all of that. Yeah. So what would you say is one of the biggest life lessons you had to learn while growing up? Life lessons? Yeah, I had to say... Be your own person and stand on your own too, man. Can't be living vicariously through niggas and trying to be other people. You know what I mean? Like to emulate, you know what I'm saying? And be inspired, that's cool. But, you know, you gotta kind of really gotta be yourself, man. That's one of them. But I had um, brain surgery in like 2018. And um, that kind of like changed my perception on um, how I view things because you know what I'm saying? The nurses was on some extra shit, you know what I mean? And then you get fake love and people ain't really in your corner like you think they are until they have to be. So I say that was another lesson to me, too. Like, don't really put too much, um, too much, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Too much confidence and, like, faith in other people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Making you who you are. Because you kind of, at least I think people go through things where you end up kind of having to really show who you are if it's going to make or break you. So I say those two things were like two lessons that I kind of like hold near to the chest because really kind of made me who I am as of today, at least. Yeah. I mean, Brain surgery. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened there? And- um, I had I was um, I was a CNA when I was in Minnesota and I had got like a sinus infection at work one day, bro. And then um, they had took me to the crib. You know what I'm saying? Gave a nigga some holistic little traits that I could do. And then um, when I went back to the mill a couple years later, I had moved back and me and my cousin Naps, we were working at um, Briggs and Stratton. And uh, 
it was like some asbestos shit or something allegedly like in the rafters in the in the factory and like ironically no bullshit the the path that we took to the to the cafe we would cut through this like little gated segregated area but the fence the lock wasn't on so you could slide through you know what i'm saying so it'll take a, a big part off the walk to the fucking break room so um one day i had started getting headaches and me and cuz like we were doing push-ups while we smoking stuff like that you know trying to get shaped up or whatever so um i kept getting headaches and all of that like when it came time to lift heavy shit or something like that like pressure built up so i'm like yo this is like not normal so i went to the doctor um actually at first i went to my nurse's station at the at the gig and i'm telling buddy like yo in a nutshell niggas getting headaches blah blah and he had gave me um it was a strong ass little pill one day I don't know what it was, but like that had helped. But then the shit kept going. So um, I ended up finally going to the hospital or whatever. And they were like, yeah, um, you grew an abscess like on on the front of your like one of my lobes or whatever in my little little brain and shit. And it had got infected from my sinuses because I guess the sinus infection, the damage never went away or subsided. So like that met up. And then I had a cracked molar at the time that I cracked in Minnesota eating like, you know, what I'm saying pistachios or some mischievous shit like that. So I never got that taken out because the insurance wasn't efficient. And then um, when that happened, all of that shit kind of had a little party. And then it went up to the brain through the um, sinus passage, allegedly, the doctor said. And then they took an x-ray of your boy. And I had like a little big ass little... Um, forgot the word the medical term they used for it but it was a big ass obstruction right here so they went in through um my eyebrow because i was making a fit bro because they tried to cut a nigga hair off you know what i'm saying oh, and sure. do the like you know what I mean? topular not topular what the fuck do they call it topical surgery or some shit through the skin and they had to like you know what i'm saying cut off the hair and get scars and i'm trying to rap and you know i mean be an entertainer and such like that like i got ambition so i was like nah that ain't gonna work so i got belligerent made a little scene and then the, um the black surgeon came in and she was like yo my constituent does this that and the third he can go through your eyebrow but you risk not being able to like be surprised and shit you know what i'm saying so this side could like not heal nerve wise and i was like well if it's between nerve damage and no hair and scars you know what I'm saying? Walk around like seal. It's kind of like we gonna take the eyebrow that might not be able to smell what the rocks cooking no more. You know what I'm saying? Like we gonna we gonna we gonna make it work. So we did that, and then um, blessed have you, my shit healed right, and um, everything's good now, minus the. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba da ba ba ba. Star. We're gonna put another tattoo or something over there at a later there you date. Go. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna we're gonna make it work. We light skin, so how long have you been growing your hair? Um I was grow I never really grew my hair in school. I did start growing my hair until um after high school. And I was going gonna go to the barbershop one night, um, ironically, and it was closed, but it was like a Monday. So it's like, why is the barbershop closed? Like I got a nigga could feel Sunday, y'all got y'all little Sabbath or whatever the fuck it is, but like not Monday, so I kind of took that like, nah, I'm gonna just grow my hair. And then when I moved to Minnesota, I don't really trust barbers and shit like that. So it was just like, nah, we're gonna let it rock. And then we're here today. <laughs> I, I, I trimmed my ends and stuff like that. And I had gave myself a little makeshift bullshit dreads in Minnesota a couple of times. So I done probably cut like maybe like eight inches off just over time. But for the most part, yeah, I ain't, I ain't really cut my shit like that. Yeah. I want dreads, but I'm stuck between the four braids, the two braids. I put my little hair up and it look all wild. So I don't really know if I'm going to commit, but y'all stay tuned. Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z for sure. <laughs> all right. So um, your musical journey, this started at a young age, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, my dad and my uncle, 
uh, they had me and my cousins freestyling on the way home from his crib, from the functions, from the club at like seven and eight, it feel like. So well, niggas was freestyling for a while since back then. But um, I started really like, <coughs> excuse me, I started really like taking rap serious, um, probably like <coughs> sixth grade. I was in homeroom and my guy was like, yo, bro, you always talk about Wayne and whatnot. He was like, you ever tried to rap? And I was like, nah. Not like that. Like, I bullshit around, but, you know, niggas ain't never wrote no song or nothing like that. He was like, nah, bro, you should go ahead and da-da-da. So, um, that kind of started it. And then I had, like, um, Port of Miami, and I would rap off his little beast, Ross, but it wasn't the instrumental joint. So, you know what I mean? Niggas rapping under me and shit, but then I had, like, Jeezy first uh, project. Little 3 a.m., blah, blah. That was my shit. I used to rap off that like a motherfucker, but. The nigga that really inspired me to rap was Wayne. Like Lil Wayne is really why I do what I do. Cause that nigga's nice, bro. And I like language, like I like English. So I feel like the fact that, you know what I'm saying? The English language is the dialect that we use to communicate our thoughts and emotions through music and channel that energy. It just makes sense that like, um, a nigga be fishing in both. Cause I mean, you gotta be able to hold a conversation. If you wanna go far in music, you gotta be able to, you know what I'm saying? Understand business terms and things like that. But on the flip side, the more words you know, the more intricate and creative you can be on the music. But so all of that kind of kind of guides niggas. And that's also why I didn't go to college, because I wanted to do music. And it was a, a point to prove like, nah, you can you can do some extracurricular shit. You don't got to let a piece of paper dictate how financially stable you're going to be. We can get it out the mud one time. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing that for a while. And then um, I say like sophomore year, my guy Jeremy gave me um, FL Studio and taught me how to make beats. And when I say taught me how to make beats, like he, he showed me the fundamentals, like really actually like showed a nigga what to do. And then we just kind of ran with that through the years. And then I started engineering probably early on. I was engineering in um, um, high school too. You know, niggas had mixed craft and little bullshit programs like that. But then in Minnesota, I got Pro Tools from my guy Quentin, shout out Quentin. And then from there, we kind of like manifested it into some other shit because you know, as a little nigga, you, you, get, you get tired of rapping off YouTube beats and niggas want X amount of dollars <laughs> and then exclusive rights and yeah. other niggas got the beat until you got exclusive rights. And then a, a famous nigga uses the beat. So it's like, nah, we kind of got to cut this off. So I kind of try to do everything. And then I let my homies around me influence me and teach them and they teach me. So it's all, it all works out. You also play the piano, right? Play the piano is a bit, uh, I appreciate that. That's ego stroke. And I know chord progressions and like if you sit me in front of a piano, I can bullshit, but I can't like Ray Charles a bitch or nothing like that. You know what I mean? Okay. Like it's sad. Yeah, it's over. So do you prefer the rap over your own beats or? Um, yeah, creatively, yeah. When I'm in Milwaukee, like before I signed to um, Young King Records, shout out to um, Christopher Williams and them. Um, they put me in a studio in Atlanta, but I was really recording in Milwaukee. Um, my homie Tay Too Cold from there, he raps. Um, he actually opened up for Wayne, my guy. Um, he had a studio at the crib and I would record there, um, use his program and stuff. And then um, I started hooking up my laptop there, recording there. Um, my guy Star, shout out to him. He got a studio at the crib, I record there. And then um, just like random spots around Milwaukee from time to time. But primarily, I just uh, prefer to record myself because creatively you can do more and then like if i make the beat when you load it in you can structure it. you can put the breakdown you know if you want to rap over just the beat and the intro or just the melody or whatever so 
I like I like to have creative control, not to be like that guy. But like, you know, at the end of the day, if I'm going to make a song, I want to hear what I want to hear. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's your art. Yeah. Facts. So. So how did that deal with Young King uh, Records come about? Um, you know, I would always um, not always, but I followed uh, Christopher Williams on Instagram and um, me and my manager Styles and um, Blackout and them. We were just kind of uh, they brought YK Osiris to kiss for a show. Um, and then I wasn't there. I was in Atlanta at the time, if I remember correctly. But um, he had came and then um, Chris and my pops had chopped it up like, yo, my son's party at four, da da da. And he was like, oh yeah, I feel like I've seen him on Instagram and things of that nature. And then I had um, messaged him at the top of uh, New Year's. I think it was, it wasn't this year, it was last year, coming into last year. But I was like, you know, I, I see what you're doing with your son. I mean, y'all going crazy, survive. I mean, I hope y'all doing well, things of that such. And then um, we had kind of exchanged numbers and uh, FaceTimed and then um, it just kind of went from there. And then uh, every time I come to Atlanta with them, you know, we making music, you know, working with producers and things of that nature. So, you know, it's always a good experience over there. A lot of fun. So that's kind of how that came about. But um, man, they didn't went crazy. Like, shit, we got Runaway. We got the uh, Empire Distribution deal. So, uh, yeah, he means well, man. He really believed in the nigga. So. I appreciate him for that, for sure. We got some big records on the way. So hopefully everybody stay tuned. Yeah, it's very important having a team, man, and having yeah, that type sure. of support, too, man. Facts. Shout out Needle. Shout out Max. Shout out Relly Made. Ray the Cameraman. It's a, it's a lot of pieces over there that mean a lot. So mm-hmm. we're doing a lot. Yeah, so talk to us about that single, Runaway, man. This is your first official single? Man, yes, sir. Yes, sir. First, first one that's really out there, out there to the public. Um, uh, Needle's made that. You know, Needles a legend in music by himself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what I mean, I don't even me being tied to Needles means a lot because um, he made going in for Drake and Wayne um, just the way you are for Bruno Mars. I think that's so like 15 million records, some crazy shit like that. And then um, made plenty of other shit that I can't really think of. Uh, I believe he made that Cardi B and Kehlani ring, 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 if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, um, he did the beat. Um, my boy Dom was on the ones and twos, mixed it up for me. Um, that was just it came about randomly man we were just in the studio you know and i, I rap primarily and uh we kind of I, I i like making r&b records because it pushes my boundary and it kind of like lets me know like nah you're versatile like you should really work on this because i was singing back in choir and things at like church and in middle school so i always like kind of sung but i was never like melodic or whatever so i kind of be trying to push that envelope now and just grow with that but uh so we did that and then um, the record is funny because like I'm singing, but on the verses, I kind of wanted to still vibe and like give them a little bit of that rap in there. But it was a really fun record. Um, I had a lot of fun making that one. And the beat, it was crazy because when Needles first played it, I was like, ah, I don't know. But then it dropped and I'm like, oh, yeah, we could skate this. Yeah, we could flash on this bitch. So yeah, it came together pretty cool. We probably made that bitch in like probably like an hour and a half, something like that. It was a vibe, though. So you just punch in and freestyle, or do you write? Um, nah, I like to write primarily, man. I freestyle with my cousins all day. Naps the goat with the freestyling. Just, just reference this video in the future. But, um, <laughs> but I, I primarily write, man, because um, I like my subject matter. <clears throat> Even if I'm not, like, telling a story or getting, you know what I'm saying, in-depth with me, subjectively, like, I like my shit to make sense. Not to say that niggas don't punch in don't make sense because that's an art in itself like 
how Young Thug and niggas like that, like just punch in and how Wayne do, that's an art by itself. Like I really have to take time and like, you know what I'm saying, segregate hours and time to really focus on that. But I just like to write because it, it gives me more creativity and wiggle room to say things like metaphorically, like you just come up, like you think of something and then it's like, okay, I'm, I might jot this down. And then 10 minutes later, like you come up with the second half or like you think of something now or I freestyle something getting ready and then I write it. And then later four more bars and eight more bars. And then when it comes time to record, I piece all that shit together and I read it. You know what I'm saying? But I, I prefer to write for sure. How's the feedback been on Runaway so far? <clears throat> um, to my knowledge, they fucking with it. Yeah. Yeah, they fucking with it. I, um, I opened up for Jacquees, um this past Friday, I believe it was. I'd be chopped, so I'd be having to remember. But If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. I believe it was this past Friday, and um, they was fucking with it for sure. They were singing along. I was surprised. Yeah. Fuck with them for that. Milwaukee came out. So, to my knowledge, it's doing well. We got like 80,000 some views so far. I think the record been out for like a week and a half, maybe two weeks. That's pretty good for your first single, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for the main introduction out the gate, out of nowhere, I think that's, that's pretty decent right now. Yeah. I appreciate everybody for watching and listening. It means a lot to me. Yeah. We really trying to go somewhere. So, what's the music scene like in uh, Milwaukee? Is there much of a scene? Yeah, man. We, we, we got uh, Lakia Dene from there. Um, Ishdar from there, he was in a movie, I think last year, the year before, something like that. Um, shit, MT Twins be going crazy. Um, Pizzle from there. Uh, shit, like I say, my nigga Tay Too Cold from there, he opened up for Wayne. Um, Naps be going crazy, Cuzzo. Uh, yeah, my nigga Looney Baby from there. He, he got a record out right now with uh, King, King Von. Von. Yeah, 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 going fucking crazy. Like three million views. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a music scene for sure. It's just like, this is my personal opinion. Like what I noticed, um, like Atlanta as opposed to like Milwaukee, like I don't know any of the niggas I'm finna name, but like me being a fan of music, like you observe like 21 Savage rocks with Thug, Thug rocks with Metro, Metro rocks with Turbo, Turbo no Southside allegedly, to my knowledge. Like all them niggas collab on beats and make music and shit like that. So like it's it's kind of like a network. Like in Milwaukee, I feel like sometimes it's not that. Like people kind of get stuck in narratives and things like that. Like I'm sure somewhere in Milwaukee, niggas probably think I got an ego, but it's just cause like I'm to myself. You know what I'm saying? Like it's dangerous. So I don't really have time to like come to this studio or meet up with you over here, get served by the your nigga that lives from such and such. Like I kind of be in my own little bubble. So, but um, niggas mean well down there. Like it's a lot of talent down there. It's like it's a lot of talented niggas down there for sure. Yeah. So I think um, between Lakia, me and Looney and everybody else that's going to come out, like, I feel like we really going to put a spotlight on Milwaukee and the Midwest because I feel like it's not really mentioned like that. But niggas go crazy. I flash on some shit real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It usually just takes for that one artist to break and then everyone else is like, man, well, who else is Facts. out there? Facts. Kind of just opens up those doors. Exactly. All right. So outside of music, you design your own clothes? Yeah. Yes, I do. I paint. Um. I stitch by hand. I, I could use a sewing machine, but I don't really give it enough time to like remember what the fuck I'm doing. And the one I have is, I think, broken. I gotta like restring it or some shit like that. And it's an old joint, so I don't really, you know what I mean? But I like to um, cut shit up and then stitch it back together. Like, you know what I'm saying? Old graphic t-shirts. I like to cut them shits up and then stitch them to my jeans or stitch them to a bomber jacket or something and make it new. Cause 
I don't know, man. Like, you know what I mean? A lot of a lot of the expensive shit, like everybody, not everybody has it, but when you know when some shit comes out. Like such and such got it, this nigga got it, and then everyone, they don't wear it the same, but you can only do so much with a fucking jacket. You know what I'm saying? Like if if, if such and such buy the jacket, you got the jacket, and then famous niggas get the jacket, y'all all might wear a hoodie under it, or you know what I'm saying, a backpack over it, or so no shirt. So many ways you can remix it. Yeah, so a nigga gotta have them one-on-ones, bro, because we be giving niggas credit, and it really don't be drip, bro. Like, nah, <laughs> it's over with. Nah. So I just like to customize shit and things of that nature, because... More so than my music being heard, like I just I just care about like not even like the materialistic things, but how I'm perceived. Like I don't really care about people's opinion on me because, you know, that's going to vary and that's subjective. So I can't really tell a nigga how to feel. You know what I'm saying? But as far as like what you see, like you going you going to understand like, oh, this nigga's probably a creative or he probably does clothes or he probably paints or sings or something like I just like to give that off. Like I like to look unique and be myself at the end of the day because it's kind of hard to be yourself if you go to a party and 30 niggas got the same shit on. Real shit. And I don't got no custom shit on right now, but my shoes are very, very rare. So shout out to Pierre Moss too. But <laughs> yeah. All right, so what's next for you? You got a next single picked out? You working on a project? What else is coming up for you? Um, yeah, I believe we rocking with High Up next. Okay. Uh, it's gonna be the rap joint. One of the melodic pain feels. Um, I don't know this exact date. I know it's this month, if I'm not mistaken. But um, that's really made. I mean, that's my guy. He goes fucking crazy. Really went nuts on that beat. But um, I think that's the next record. But we got like a plethora of records, like a lot of them joints. So I'm not sure like if a project's gonna be assembled top of the year, middle of the year, or when it is, if we're just gonna do singles. But we got something in store. I really don't get into the planning like that because like i like to live in the moment so i kind of want runaway to kind of grow i mean to see what all that can do and bring but um i know we do got another record planned and it is high up for right now and that's crazy that's on um, my instagram page too like a Mm -hmm. little snippet of it i i I sometimes play it like in my story and stuff in the background of videos but that motherfucker's crazy (laughs) yeah that motherfucker nuts what's some of your goals for this year um 2021 man there's a lot of them joints man shit i want to be uh i want to be established by the end of the year when i say established like niggas know the brand you know what i'm saying because it's a lot of good music out here and i just want to be a part of that you know what i'm saying just let niggas know that there's other creatives out here I need a spotlight on Milwaukee by the end of the year. Um, I need a, a crib by the end of the year, not an apartment. Like, niggas need a crib, something nice, something spacious. Um, for my son, that's important to me. Um, man, I've been trying to be selfless lately, man. Like, I just want the music to be heard, and I want a crib. I want moms to have a crib. Maybe that's asking a lot because it's a nigga first year, but I just want myself to be good and everybody around me to be good. And I want the music to take off because Young King Records and them, they done put in a lot of hard work. So I just want it to manifest, you know what I mean? Come to fruition, if you will. Really just want to grow, man. That's all life is about for me is evolution. 
because let me tell it, I'm not supposed to be here. So shit, I made it out of that. So I just want to grow now. The cars and shit and whatever else gonna come. That's cute, man. But a crib and for my son to be good and my family and so forth and the music doing what it should. That's all I can ask for. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Any shout outs before we wrap it up? Man, again, shout out Young King Records. We wouldn't be at at where we at today without y'all. So shout out Christopher Williams. Shout out Max Coke, shout out Needle, shout out Relly, my niggas, man. Shout out Naps, shout out Blackout Entertainment Management, shout out Styles, King Styles, my guy. Um, yeah, man, just uh, that might be all of the shout outs, man. We're going we gonna to keep it professional. I ain't going to get ignorant on y'all, man. But yeah, man, just shout out Young King Records, Blackout and party shit. You know what time it is. Shout out y'all for having me, too, man, because shit. I didn't expect this, man. Y'all got a nigga mic'd up. You know what I'm talking about? We blowing good <laughs> gas. So, yeah. Shout out to y'all and shout out management, Young King Records, man. You already know what time it is. We can run away, baby. Yeah. It's me and you. All you gotta do is pick a place, baby. Yeah. We can skip town, baby. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? And a breakfast cutoff. Ba da ba ba ba.